What more can one say? This is game seven. Okay, um, I think starting now and from from here on out, uh, we are never, ever going to predict or rebrand the podcast. Because <laughs> whenever we do, it just completely sewers whoever we're trying to, to gas up a little bit. After doing a nice rebrand, Jordan's spending all that time redesigning our logo. Oh, and we're, we're <laughs> getting committed to follow two separate teams other than Ottawa and Toronto like we initially planned when we made this podcast we decided to change it over to Carolina and Colorado only to have Carolina immediately kicked out by the Boston Bruins so that's tough and the Colorado Avalanche although they very handedly beat the Minnesota Wild uh, are now down one nothing in their second round series to Dallas and lost their starting goalie and number two defenseman. So we're going to get into all that fun stuff in a moment. Before we do, as always, hi, I'm Keegan. This is my brother, Jordan. Say hi. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I know. You're real enthusiastic. About this. It's a month. We're a day late. It's Monday. I, I honestly, I didn't even think about how many hours I put into that stupid fucking Carolina Hurricanes logo on our uh, podcast artwork but now that you say that like yeah i put like four hours into that and then they lost like a week later it's like oh come on guys <laughs> i put well, so much know. effort into that you, you talk to amanda like holy shit i i was in the zone for like four hours trying to figure out how to make it look halfway decent and i think it looked almost halfway decent and uh yeah I, then, I then they really go and lose it. like a bunch of losers yeah, i still i still love them something. though yeah well, yeah, again. They, they lost in five. They lost in five? Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure it was five, wasn't it? I don't even know. I don't think I... I, I have I no... watched con- any. I have no ahead. concept of time beyond, like, yesterday. I don't know. I, I have no idea when Carolina even played their last game, let alone how many they actually played in the playoffs. Well, like, I find the playoffs go by so quick on a regular year, but with this year... It's just flying by. Like the fact that the second round has already started and teams are getting ready to play their second game of the series in the second round already is just, I'm not following close enough. As soon as the Leafs were out, and obviously Sens were never in it, I just kind of like, cool, I'll wait till the cup final and watch that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. You, you finish off the, uh, the intro here, Keeks. <laughs> We're, yeah, we're a little no, late, I think, today, it being a work day for a change. Yeah, sorry about the delay. Um, I ended up having to deal with a bunch of work stuff late Sunday night, which usually we try to record either Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. But I was helping a friend move all day Sunday, and then when I got home, my boss mentioned to me that I had to take care of some things, and I ended up working until 9.30 p.m. last night. So we had, we had to delay the pod until today. 
And now we're both just tired from our first day back at work for the week. But we'll power through. Uh, as always, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LittleHockeyPod. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Apple Pod, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Alexa. Yeah. With all that out of the way, you want to, you want to interject there, Jordan? Yeah, sorry again. Um, yeah, the, you can basically find us anywhere you listen to podcasts now. Again, I'm not sure when the Amazon stuff is coming up. Um, but uh, when that's available, we'll be up there too. Perfect. And now let's get this tire fire of an episode going. Mm-hmm. All right. First things first. This is the big news. We're going to start with the big, big hockey news. That being Mark Andre Fleury, goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights. He started the year as their number one goalie. Vegas then, in the trade deadline back in February, acquired. Chicago netminder Robin Leonard. Leonard kind of played a secondary role to Flurry for the few games before the shutdown. And during the round robin for them and now the actual playoffs, Leonard is kind of taking over the number one role over Flurry, who was essentially the face of the Vegas franchise for the last two years. And with that, Flurry's agent posted a very controversial picture. He posted a picture of Marc-Andre Fleury in just a game, photoshopped with a giant what looks like Braveheart greatsword in his back with the name DeBoer on it. Now, DeBoer being the last name of Vegas head coach Pete DeBoer, literally saying that Pete DeBoer stabbed Fleury in the back. And everybody was up in arms about this. And Jordan... I want to hear your opinion on it. What did you think of that? Um, do you think this was the agent uh, standing up for his player? Do you think Flurry had something to do with it? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that that's uh, Alan Walsh doing the thing that he does pretty regularly, if I'm correct. Like, if uh, if his clients come to him, it seems anyways from the outside, if his clients come to him with like something resembling a complaint like if flurry came to him and said like hey why did they get this leonard guy at the trade deadline like they told me that i'm their starting goalie like what the hell's going on what alan wash seems like the kind of guy that's uh you know he's going to come back at the team pretty hard and pretty publicly um i can't remember if he's the guy that uh did the hashtag free jake gardner tweet um, but that's kind of along the same lines. Um, yeah, it, it I know. Seems- I know he was the guy back in 2009 to make tweets about um, Carey Price's play and how he was struggling, and that was the year Yaroslav Halak was doing really well. Yeah, and Halak is one of his uh, one of his clients. So I know that he's done it before with a goalie. Granted, it was 11 years ago, but it's still a pattern. It's still a coincidence. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I just looked it up. It wasn't uh, Alan Walsh. That was uh, Jake Gardner's agent, but it, I, I kind of see it as along the same lines, right? It's um, yeah. It's an agent that's maybe making a bigger deal out of something than the player feels like it is, but he, he he's doing it in order to um, get some attention on this issue and kind of let it be known to the public. That is uh his players not super happy with what's going on. 
Um, it's not a trade demand. It's not a anything like that. It's it's just uh, kind of putting some pressure and heat on the team instead of on their on his player, right? Yeah. My question is the same question that was asked multiple times when Flurry went in front of the press to address this. the The first two questions in the press conference were were basically did asking Flurry did he know that Walsh was going to do this? And both times he did not answer it. Yeah. He avoided the question. And then when it was asked again, he said, that's the same question and said nothing else. So to me, that kind of sounds a little suspicious. I mean, if Walsh, if Walsh had gone rogue and done it to me, that's an instant call for a fire. Wow. You're like, you like you, you fire your agent for something like that. He's been his agent since he was a teenager. Um, True. I, they they've got a close relationship, and I think I I don't think that that's the kind of long standing relationship that's going to come to an end because of a picture on Twitter. Um, I, I think they probably had a pretty serious discussion about like what the hell's going on. But if Flurry, yeah, like you said, if if Flurry knew it was coming, um, yeah. If, I don't know. It's also kind of strange. It's also kind of strange because of how long it was left up there. Like it was posted uh, right before hockey night in Canada at around 2 PM and it lasted to like 2 AM. Yeah. Um, Oh, my mind just went. You're right. Yeah. All right. No. um, Yeah. It's uh, like it, it, it's, it's really tough because, um, I, I honestly think it, it's just putting some, some heat and pressure on the team, right? Fleury obviously isn't pleased about the situation. Him and Leonard seem to have a good relationship. It's not like the personal relationship that he doesn't like Leonard or something like that. It's just that by the sounds of it, um, he uh, Fleury was under the impression that he was going into the playoffs as the starting goalie. And he's but played he like a job. game or two. Two. Yeah, he's played two games. Um, and he has an under 890 save percentage. Well, in two games, yeah. Um, but yeah, but this, if, this season, it's the playoffs. This season, he had a 905 save percentage, which is the lowest that's, he's had in a regular season since uh, 2009 2010. In 10 years, that's his lowest save percentage. Um, and that Jordan was. Leonard was a 918 when yeah. he was with Chicago. Who is a significantly worse team than the. Uh, Vegas gold Vegas to me it I don't really like it Flurry's known for being like a really good teammate like his teammates love him when he's on their team that's kind of that's what he's known for known to be really easy to get along with a good guy and someone that keeps the locker room pretty light for a guy who's known for being a good teammate it's got to be tough for the other players in the Vegas locker room now to essentially to trust them or to like them as much as they used to. Right. Like, I'm not saying like, Oh, they're going to completely turn their back on them. They're going to turn on them, whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for this guy known to be a great teammate, this was a real, real shady shit thing to do. Not uh, saying that he did it. His agent is the one who posted the picture, but you got to think that the 
agent wouldn't post that picture of his highest earning client and old time friend without talking to him about it first. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really, cause yeah, for starters, Walsh didn't just have that picture ready to go in his, uh, <laughs> in his drafts, I, right? Like he, with, with that he Photoshop to, skill, he, he could have just done it for or something. Right. He yeah. definitely didn't do it himself, but yeah, you got somebody in the, marketing department there and he's like hey can you just uh, put a 16 foot great sword through uh mark andre Fleury's back wicked thanks I'm gonna post oh, this and on twitter and uh yeah i'm just gonna drop this nuclear bomb here and walk away for the night have yeah, a good weekend chuck a, everybody chuck a grenade and run <laughs> yeah man i but but like um, with flurry it it sucks that he's upset about his situation but like looking at his season this year uh, he started 48 games. His quality okay. start uh, percentage is 500. So half the games he played, he provided above average goaltending. It, so it's, it, it makes sense that... Gotta, it's got to be then the... It's got to be then the other half he was below, like very below average if he was a 905. Yeah, o- over the season, his goal saved above average uh, was negative six and a half. So he, he let in more than six goals, more than an average goalie would have. Yeah. He, he did not have a good season. He's 35 years old. He's only getting older. He's always been a goalie that relies on his athleticism. And as he gets older, that's a, a lot harder of a thing to do. You need to be a lot more uh, positionally minded. And he's never been that. Marc-Andre Fleury has never been a goalie that he's not a blocking goalie, right? He's a reaction goalie. Yeah, he's he's not a guy who's going to be able to make blind saves because he's in the right spot. He's going to be a guy who may, can make a some... save because he sees it last second. Yeah. Um, and it just looking at his stats here, it really looks like he's getting older fast. Last season, his uh, quality start percentage was uh, 557, so you know almost 56%. The year before, it was uh, 67%. That like that was his best season of his career by the looks of it. Apart from one year that he got ten shutouts in Pittsburgh, but you know what it kind of reminds me of? What's that? Kind of reminds me of Jonathan Quick. He's only one year younger than Flurry. Hmm. But he was a he was a goalie that someone Flurry really relied on his athleticism and his natural like flexibility and um he he recently fell off a cliff when it came to production, right? Yeah, he was- Jonathan Quick, like the criticism on him was always, like you said, he was he's a reactionary goalie. The criticism on him was that he was he's always out of position. He makes gigantic saves because he's in the wrong spot, and he has it, the ability it, to get that last yeah, save. It's it, it was always his flexibility and athleticism that got him to make those huge desperation saves, but. Again, as he gets older and slower and his muscles aren't um, as flexible or as fast, he's, he's not going to make those saves anymore. That's why Jonathan like, Quick sucks now. Yeah, I was going to say, Jonathan Quick, I'll read you his stats starting from 2015-2016, just his save percentage. 9-18, 9-17, a 9-21 in a season where he played 64 games. And then in 2018-2019, 8 yeah. And then this year he had a 904. Yeah. Not good. Athletic goalies have a tendency to 
when they get old, they just hit a wall and they get old. Well, yeah, they, they that day. Yeah, they fly off a cliff. They're not. <laughs> yeah, they're not. It, they're it, not it's goalies. Just, they, yeah, they, they're not going to um, slowly, slowly decline until they retire. It's one day they're they're still great, and then the next day it's like, oh shit, we have this behemoth of a contract on our books, and we can't get rid of it. And that kind of seems like what's going on with Flurry right now. Granted, I, he only has two more years left on his deal. So I was going to say, I thought that he signed like a seven or eight year deal when like he got to Vegas. Four. But yeah, it was like four or five years or something. But I, I think the days are numbered for Flurry in Vegas. I think that was I, I don't know how, how you move him though. You don't need to move him. You just need to buy him out. Yeah, but two then, years. Yeah, that's four years that you have to have dead cap space on a team that's at the cap and is a cup contending team. You, you can't do that. Um, they, they just need to find one of those like cheap goalies that can uh, play in a tandem with flurry. And then you just say like, all right, if, you know, if his quality start percentage hovers around 500, but he, you know, he's only playing 35 games, then okay. You know, 17 is a lot better than, like 24 games that he's like fucking up for you. That's fair. They'll have to test the goalie market this season. See what's available. On that side too. Like if, if he's more rested, who knows, maybe that's better for his game as well. So maybe that uh, quality start goes up and he's providing, um, you know, he's not providing the value that like a $7 million goalie would, but maybe in combination with somebody that's competent, that's making like a third of what he is uh, combined, maybe the two of them are going to be worth $9 million instead of just flurry being worth like, you know, two or 3 million instead of the seventies getting paid or whatever. True. And Vegas can just hold on to them until the expansion draft and then give Seattle a first round pick for them to take the contract. I think Vegas is exempt from the Seattle draft. Oh shit! You're right. I forgot about that. Oh well. Ah, uh, there's just there's drama going on in hockey again, and I have never been a fan of sport drama in this regard. Like the Cassian and Matthew Kachuk drama that happened before the break. I'm uh, all for it. You you like on ice drama? I'm fine with off ice drama. Like, they, this is one of those things where it's it was it was only going to be an issue for like 24 hours max after that, they're going to deal with it behind closed doors. And we're not going to hear about it until, you know, flurries moved or bought out or Leonard's gone or whatever. Um, yeah. So f- for now, we're basically all just left like, Oh, Hey, did flurry know about it? No one knows. Oh, okay. I guess we'll just speculate wildly. Right. Yeah. That's basically how it's going. That's how, and like you said, it's how it will go until someone has a position change and they can, say it say something about it without jeopardizing their career mm-hmm. um i don't think there's too much else to say so we can move on uh quick little tidbit of toronto news um bruce boudreau our suggestion that we made um uh, either last episode or the one before may actually come to fruition yeah, um, it's it's still pretty unlikely like he he's gonna take a head coaching job before he takes an assistant job with the Leafs no matter how much he liked the team or still likes the team now uh, he's an NHL head coach and 
he's going to get interviews for it this summer. Um, well, the Washington position is open again. Yeah. He can go back there to the team that got his head coaching career started. Yeah. Yeah, he could. I'm sure a lot of those players would like to see him back too. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe he can finally get over the game seven slump. Uh, I don't, I think that team is beyond that now. I, I think the core is too old. Uh, they're just going to kind of hover around being play a playoff team until Ovechkin retires. And then they're going to blow it up. Like that's kind of what I see them. That, that's actually a conversation when these playoffs are done and we're on into the actual off season. I want to have a discussion about Ovi. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I, um, I saw today that they're not talking uh, contract extension with him right now or the, the yeah. two sides aren't. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Bruce Boudreau, uh, it was expressed. He said that it's a cool idea for him to become an assistant coach for the Toronto Maple Leaf. But as Jordan just mentioned, we see him more as a head coach in the league. I mean, he, if you have him, you're basically guaranteed to make the second round. Yeah. And that's or, what well, he, you're guaranteed to make the first round. Like you, you just have to n- avoid a game seven in the first round in order to get to the second. That's all. Unless you're Minnesota because Minnesota always screws up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so that was just that little bit of Boudreaux news. If anything comes to that, we'll let you guys know. We just wanted to include it, but quickly switching back to Ovi and a quick, another little quick tidbit that was mentioned. Uh, I forget if it was today or yesterday. No, it was uh, today. O- yeah, it was today. So Ovechkin was announced as the NHL 20, NHL 21 cover athlete. Um, at this point, does anyone give any kind of a crap anymore about who's on the cover of the NHL games? Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm old enough to like not give a shit anymore. But yeah, I'm absolutely on on that. Like, it, it's not really a, a a big deal who is on there. I will say when they kind of were teasing it and it looked like it was going to be a right shot player, I was like, oh, it's got to be McKinnon, right? Like that guy's so good. He has been. Everyone's talking about how good he is for the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Then they go and put Ovi on for the second time. It's like, oh fuck, like fine, whatever. It's not, you know, it's not gonna ruin my day. But at the same time, it's you know, we've got a ton of really young stars in the league that you should be marketing. And as great as Ovechkin is and has been and will be, um, like there there's a the future of the league that you've gotta be um gotta be marketing out there and Ovechkin is kind of the the past and a bit of the present. He's not really the future anymore, right? That that's yeah, going to be guys like McDavid and McKinnon. And McDavid's already had his turn, so let's uh, give McKinnon one. You you say he's not part of the present when he just won his ninth rocket rocket Richard. No, fair. He he's still an absolute superstar. He's well, also he's, like thirty three or something. Yeah, he's the best goal scorer of this generation, he's, arguably all time. I would argue all time. Oh, yeah, of all time. It's absolutely of all time. Uh, it's way harder to score today than it was in the 80s. Um, and he's already top 10 in NHL goals. Yeah. Um, like, that, that's probably a discussion for another day. But, yeah, Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer in NHL history. Um, it, like I said, it's, it's harder to score today than it was for, in the 80s not to take anything away from Wayne Gretzky. Like he did, he put up numbers that were ungodly even in, uh, in his era. But, you know, if you take Alex Ovechkin from 2020 and drop him in 1985, he's going to score 120 goals. Yep. (laughs) Yep. In his sleep. Oh yeah. 
Like, yeah, 33-year-old Alex Ovechkin is going to run over everybody on the ice in the 80s, and he's going to put it in the net by himself. Yeah, because like, goalies can't make a fucking save in the 80s. Yeah, and Alex Ovechkin is out here firing 120-mile-an-hour one-timers from the face-off circle. Like, yeah. Every no, game. Nobody's stopping him. If Wayne Gretzky could, like, float across the blue line and fire a muffin slap shot top shelf on every goalie in the league, Alex Ovechkin is going to kill people with his shot. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get... He's going to be able to just slowly flick a wrist shot over Darren Pang and all those other tiny ass goalies that were playing yeah. back then. Yeah, Alex Ove, yeah, greatest goal scorer of all time. Also, shouldn't like, shouldn't be on the cover of NHL Twenty One though. Uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't say shouldn't because again, I don't really care all that much. But no, if if you're going to keep putting athletes on the front of these games, which is the smart idea, maybe you should go with guys that are uh, young superstars instead of the you know older superstars who have already been on the cover by the way yeah i think he's one of if not the only player to get it twice yeah uh no there have been i think he's the third the other two yeah the other two are patrick kane and jonathan taves because they each had a solo one and then they were on it together holding the cup which one were they on it together was that 20 uh 2013 uh 14 maybe yeah it was after 20, their. It was after. No, 20, 2014 was Broder. It was after their third cup, maybe twenty sixteen. Okay, then, then would it be twenty sixteen. Yeah, because twenty fifteen was Bergeron. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah, and then twenty seventeen, I think, was Tarasenko randomly. Yeah, and then and McDavid. Then, and then. Um, oh no! Uh, yeah, McDavid was eighteen. And then Matthews I, was twenty. Nineteen was uh, Subban. That was it. I'm surprised um, we remember that. Fuck. But I, I do think that them having Ovechkin on there is kind of signaling to some of the um, the gameplay modifications that they've made. It looks like their Be a Pro might be something that's closer to the uh, the 2K story mode or whatever, which would be kind of neat because I like I like playing Be a Pro, but it's just really boring and repetitive, right? Yeah. There's not a whole lot going on apart from playing the games and you're – uh, apart from that, you're just simulating in order to get to the next game. So there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I much prefer um, be a GM mode, honestly, especially now that there's a little, a few more like um, behind the scenes things you can do, like with uh, scouting and the coaching staff and stuff. They do need to fix some stuff with that. Like it is impossible to hire a, uh, an AHL goalie coach in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Because, because um, <laughs> there, there's no coaches in the game that are specifically looking to be a goalie coach. So your goalie coach is considered like a low-level position, and your AHL goalie coach is your lowest-level position. So nobody, nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. You have to hire them for your NHL job and then demote them right away, which pisses them off. And it's like, oh, God damn, like, this is so stupid. <sighs> So yeah, that, that's See, my, that's I haven't my played. big right for it. I don't play online. Um, you know, I if I wanted to be called, um, uh, you know, homophobic slurs and stuff by children, then I would play online. I don't really have an interest in doing. Then that. I'd go on Twitter. Yeah, then I'd go on Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, no, I I'd read the comment section on a YouTube video or something. I I don't need those twelve-year-olds. No. Uh, <laughs> saying terrible things to me 
No, I haven't played an NHL game since 18, and honestly, like, I'll probably get 21, or even I might wait till 22 when the new new gen consoles come out. Yes, and that's but like, thing, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. I don't have time. I don't have a lot of time for video games. At least, actually, that's a lie. I play like two, three or four hours of video games a day. But it's like I do. I do like online games with my friends, right? And none of my friends play chill, so yeah, I just kind of stop playing it. Chill. Ugh. These, I, I think it's the first time these I have ruining all the things I liked for, from when I was a kid with their slang. No way. It's called NHL games. You want to play some NHL? Chill. Fuck. Garbage. I think it's the first time I've said it non-ironically too. Mm-hmm. So it's starting to rub off on me. Um, All so right. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, you just said you don't, you probably won't buy it, eh? Probably not. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I will. I only got NHL 20 because of the pandemic and it was $24 on sale. So I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like I'll, I, I got tired of playing NHL 19. All of the, the menus kept freezing and the game would crash, which was a huge piss off. Yep. NHL 20 was better for that until recently when it uh, started just freezing up on me too. So I'm upset about that. But I'll probably just play that until NHL 22 comes out and I can play it on my uh, PS5. Yeah, I'm going to switch sides and go to PS5 rather than the Xbox as well. Yeah, but I, like- I can't believe it took me that long. I can't believe it's taking me this long. Actually, I as soon as Corey and I bought the Xbox One, because I was used to playing your PS4 before you moved, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So as soon as we got the Xbox One and I started playing it, I was like, we made the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to never really see a difference between the two of them other than just not really liking the PlayStation controller, which I'm still not huge on. I don't like the left joystick position. But um, yeah, the system is really easy to use and... I'm gonna be a better. Sony short. I'm gonna be a Sony shell here and just pump it up. I'm absolutely getting a PlayStation Five when it comes out. This is gonna be the first time in a long time that I actually okay. get a console at launch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's just gonna be a ton of stuff for it. And seeing as NHL yeah, 21 isn't going to be like a next gen game, like there's no point in getting it. Got to wait until they actually yeah, introduce new things. Yeah, it's going to be like what NHL 14 and 15 were, where it's yeah. like it's on the new gen as well as the older one. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we should talk, start talking about actual hockey rather than game hockey now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there, we, we've got uh, the second round of the playoffs that are a few days old now uh, with the Flyers and Islanders in a matchup and the Bruins currently leading the um, Lightning in their matchup. Uh, and then the West, there's Vegas and Vancouver with Vegas up one nothing, and Colorado-Dallas, and Dallas is surprisingly lead, leading that one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start off in the East Peaks. What are your thoughts on uh, Philly and the Islanders? That game is uh, currently – game is currently underway, I believe. Yeah. So um, can I say something that may or may not be a hot, hot take? Okay. The winner of this series goes to the cup final for the East. Mm. Yeah. Um, I originally oh. picked. I don't know. The Bru- I, I'm getting real vibes that the Bruins are going to go to the finals. I hate it. <laughs> I hate See, it. Just, just watching the highlights from their game one against Tampa, like they, they embarrassed 
the Lightning with some of those goals that they scored. They they made it look like yeah, they made it look like the Lightning shouldn't even be in the playoffs and the Bruins are the top seed. To be fair, um the Columbus Blue Jackets also made it look like the Lightning shouldn't be in the playoffs last year. So Yeah. I wouldn't I and then they immediately got kicked out by Boston. I I don't know. I think that either Philly or the Islanders are going to be the team in the East. I just, I don't know. It's just a straight gut feeling. Uh, but then again, I also had the gut feeling that St. Louis would be the team in the West and they got kicked out in the first round by Vancouver. But that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. I think that the Islanders, if they can beat Philly with their team play and their defense, I think they could beat Tampa or Boston. Yeah, it. The Islanders terrify me because I do think that they could beat anybody that's left in the playoffs, um, which I hate. I hate it because holy shit, those those fans were just such shitheads <laughs> after uh, Tavares left. Like all I want is for their team to like crash and burn and then fizzle out into nothingness. <laughs> and it's done the complete opposite. And they've done the complete opposite. Like it, it's a testament to their organization, but like holy shit, I wish that like their building would catch fire and they'd have to move to Quebec or something. Imagine if Tavares was still on that team. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I would don't, it be I, the same? No, it wouldn't be the same because they wouldn't have shifted as heavily as they did. I agree um, to that. When, also, he, um, when he left, I think they kind of hit the panic button and they're like, okay, we need to like have, we need to be like somewhat remotely competitive because they, they still had a whole bunch of attendance issues and they were still playing half their games in Brooklyn and, or they weren't sure about an arena situation. So it was like, you know, relocating was still on the table for them. And if they didn't have a superstar player to draw people in, like that, that was going to be a huge issue. Not saying that Barzal isn't a superstar player, but it's just, he, he doesn't have the, uh, he wasn't, he doesn't have the longevity or the, the resume that uh, Tavares had, right? Like at, yeah. at the time that Tavares left, it's um, also, um, Sorry, uh, I'm just going to interrupt you real quick. Um, Anthony Beauvillier. Okay. Uh, he is currently tied for the playoff lead in goals. Hmm. I, I'm sorry, but I'm just that, that stuns me a little bit, and I felt like I had to mention it. I'm sorry yeah. that I kind of threw you a walker groove there. but No, I, uh, I'm kind of surprised that uh... – Barzal isn't making more noise than he is. Like he had that wicked goal against the Capitals in uh, the Ooh, elimination that game. Was pretty. That w- it was a really really nice goal. But um, I don't know. I just haven't heard a ton from Barzal. It seems like the Islanders are doing it as a team, which is is good for them. It's uh, it would probably make it a lot easier for them if you know their their best player was putting up a ton of numbers too. But like I said, I yeah, do I do usually. think that the Islanders could beat anybody that's left in the playoffs. So it it wouldn't surprise me to see the Islanders win the Stanley Cup, uh, but it would uh, crush me emotionally. Do the Islanders not seem like the most taxing team to play against right now? Yeah, I. It's kind of like the Stars in the West are probably the closest thing to the Islanders, and the Stars aren't anywhere as good as the team of the New York Islanders somehow I have no idea how 
because the stars on paper are way, way better. They've got uh, Sagan, um, Ben, Corey Perry, uh, Pavelski, and then Heiskanen and uh, Klingberg on the blue line. Like they, they should be way better, but I, I, in a seven game series, I would take the Islanders over the stars. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to quickly, my internet's starting to go, so I'm just going to turn off it here. Sure. Um, quick question. I'm going to get you to tell me who you think the point leaders in these playoffs are right now. Give me the top five. The point leaders? Oh, geez. Um, yeah. Uh, McKinnon. And how, uh, give me the point leaders and how many points you think they have. No one has played more than seven games. Oh, I thought McKinnon had 14. Does he have 14? 16. 16? Yeah. Oh, all right, Keeks, we got to pause for a second here. And we're back. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. Keegan's having some internet issues. We're about to get hit by uh, quite a storm here in Ottawa, I think. So I, I don't know if you saw any pictures earlier, Keegs, but I saw some clouds over um, apparently Winchester that were black, like blacker, Straight than, black, eh? blacker than the night sky black. If, if there were no stars, it would be the night sky. That was how black it was. And it, it was kind of scary. And then uh, the uh, thunderstorm warning was downgraded to a watch in my area. And I'm like, oh, well, now I'm kind of bummed out that I, I don't get to see that huge ass storm. Well, we had a pretty good one the other uh, last night, was it? Last Aaron night, got I... some. Aaron got some real good videos of the lightning and yeah. the lightning branches that were getting kicked off there. Yeah, the lightning was pretty wicked. Uh, so you were saying the you were asking me the top five um, point scores in the playoffs so far. Yep, and you got number one, Nathan McKinnon, with sixteen. Well, who yeah, do you I think, think the? I think um, uh, it's Miro Heiskinen or Miko Heiskinen, whatever. Heiskinen on the Stars is second. He is. He yeah. is tied for a second. Okay. Uh, he's got to have uh, 14 points, I think. 13. 13? Okay. He, he was like a point or two behind uh, McKinnon, so that makes sense. And somebody's tied with him? Yep. Um, yeah, Heiskinen and McKinnon are tied for the lead in assists with 10 each. Okay. Uh, I'll say Beauvillier because he's got to be pretty high up there if he's tied for the lead in goals. Uh, Beauvillier is not even in the top 10. Oh, geez. Wow. Okay. So he's only scored goals. Um, what about uh, David Krejci? Uh, also not in the top 10. Oh, my God. Um, give me a hint. What team are they on? Or what, what conference? West. Okay. Are they still in the playoffs? Yes. Uh, Mark Stone. Uh, not in the top 10. Oh my God, really? Uh, how many? There's only one Vegas player in the top 10, and he's number 10. Oh, okay. Um, shit. So, Western Conference? Western Conference. Oh, he's a top um, line center. Uh, top line center. Oh, shit. Okay, uh, Nazem Kadri's got to be in there. I don't think he's the one you're talking about. Uh, no, he has one point less than Heiskanen in this guy. Kadri's number five. Okay. Okay, or Kadri, number four, sorry. Uh, number four. And then this guy is tied with Heiskanen? Yeah, and, with 13. And he's a West Coast center. First his, line center. And his team is currently in the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, is Bo Horvat a center? 
Bo Horvat is a center. Okay, is it him? No, oh, he's not shit. in the top ten. <laughs> he's not their first line center. All right, who is it? Who is it? Uh, who's Va- who's Vancouver's first line center if it's not Bo Horvat? I don't freaking know. Pedersen. Oh, I didn't. Oh, Pedersen plays center. He's way too skinny to play center. Yeah, he has thirteen points. I could have sworn he was a winger. All right. Yeah, no, that that makes sense then. Uh, Pedersen does not take draws. JT Miller takes the draws, but he, when they are actually playing, he is in the center position. Oh, that's bullshit. Well, like that's the only thing that a center does that he doesn't, which is take draws because he's too small to do it. Yeah, but that's the thing that fully distinguishes them from being any other position on the ice. Well, not particularly. Anyone can take a faceoff. Well, but the centers do it most often. And if he doesn't do it at all, that kind of tells you that he's not a centerman, doesn't it? No, because he still plays the center position extraordinarily well. It's just one aspect but, but, of it. Yeah, he doesn't but the, do too well. well and he from, doesn't have to do it. But that's, that's like saying that, um, you know, a guy that plays right wing that doesn't line up as a right winger, like, is a right winger. Like, that, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Maybe it's old school thinking for me. Um, if that, you see a winger line up on the D line on a power play, does that mean he's a defenseman, no longer a winger? If he always lines up on the, on the blue line, even if it's not on the power play, yes, he's a defenseman. No, it, it's a matter of, <laughs> it's a matter of the position on the ice you play during game. It's not the but, position but, yeah, you take no, off that, at a faceoff. No, that's becoming less, less important though. Like the actual roles of the player. It, it's more about like, First forward, second forwards forward, and forward. defense. Yeah, it's more about forwards and defense than centers than wings. The thing that distinguishes a center from a winger is that a centerman takes faceoffs. The and plays the center of the ice and defends the net a bit more. Well, and again, is expected to be more defensively reliable. Sure, but that 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 can be dependent on coaching strategies as well, right? Like this, whoever plays the center role on a given shift could just be whoever's first back into the defensive zone. Or first into the offensive zone, right? You can make that same argument for faceoff linemen. Uh, it all depends uh, on the system. Yeah, I don't think this matters all that much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like really, who gives a shit what position any of these guys play? But uh, yeah, all right. So the that, would... that kind of bugged you though, didn't it? Hey, it's fucking stupid. Like, if if you're gonna label guys <laughs> as being in a position, like, it's got to check at least most of these boxes, right? I guess. Uh, do you? Th- uh, who else was there? There was one other so, guy. So there was uh, McKinnon, Heiskinen, um, Pedersen, and then Kadri are the top. Kadri. Four. Yeah, and there's one other guy who's tied for Kadri. All right. What what uh, conference is he in? East. He's in the East on a team that is still playing. No. Uh, not still playing. Got to be a high scoring player, Sebastian Aho. You're correct. There we go. Kind of crazy though, like um, right under Aho is o- Ryan O'Reilly, which I did not realize O'Reilly had eleven points. He was having it, another Conn Smythe year. He was the only player scoring for St. Louis, I think. It kind of seems like it, which this might be a lot. Um, also, uh, in rookie scoring, uh, Dominic Kubalik is still number two. Behind Nick funny. Robertson, very nice. Ah, right. Behind <laughs> Quinn Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> the this year's Calder Trophy winner, Quinn Hughes. Fun fact, um, 
The three called the trophy finalists are the top three rookies, uh, top three point getting rookies in the playoffs right now. Quinn Hughes, oh. Kubalik, and Makar. No, look, the, the hockey writers got it right for a change. Well, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. There's still plenty of time to go. All right. I don't think we ever actually uh, came down on a decision here. These uh, final four teams in the East, who do you have uh, moving on to the final? Or on to uh, the uh, next round here. What do you think the semifinal is going to be in the East? Uh, you mean the conference final? Because we're in the semifinal? Uh, wh- whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Monday. You can really tell this is a Monday podcast. Oh, yeah. um, uh, between Philly and the Islanders, I want to say Philly, but my gut's telling me not to bet against the Islanders again because I bet against them uh, with Washington. And I just freak. Um, you know what? No, I, I, I still think Philly will do it. I'm going to say Philly in six over the Islanders. Um, or the Island, it's either going to be Philly in six or the Islanders in five. I'm going to say Philly in six. Uh, between Tampa and Boston, I'm saying Boston in five. Like, Tampa has never given me any kind of a reason to think they won't choke in the playoffs. So. And Boston has given me any reason to every reason to not bet against them. So I'm going to say Boston and I'm saying they're going to steal Tampa's lunch money in five games. Yeah. Um, well, so, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the Islanders, even though I hate them. <laughs> um, and I'm going to uh, pick the Bruins also, even though I hate them. Uh, I I've been betting against the Bruins a lot at this postseason, probably because I hate them. But uh, they're going to be Tampa. Uh, I, I think you're right. It's probably going to be five games. I'll give Tampa the benefit of the doubt and say six. Uh, the Bruins will win in six. And then, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a, a battle between two of my most despised teams for the, uh, the right to go to the Stanley Cup final and hopefully just get absolutely – bare ass spanked by the uh, Colorado <laughs> Avalanche or the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, quick question. What, what's worst case scenario, the Islanders or the Bruins winning the cup in Toronto? The Islanders, absolutely. The Islanders winning the cup in Toronto is the worst case scenario. Do you know how insufferable those dumbass <laughs> fucking fans will be if they win the cup before the Leafs do, let alone win it? Well, they won't win it in Toronto. It, it, the finals are going to be in Edmonton. Oh, uh, are they? Yes, yeah. The the last two rounds of the playoffs are going to be in Edmonton. All of it? Yes. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Um, so thankfully, the Islanders won't win it on Toronto's ice, but uh, they'll still win it having played most of their games in Toronto. And yeah, I, oh, I may have to stop following this sport if the Islanders win the cup <laughs> this season. Yeah, uh, I will say I, this. I'm going to have um, to pick, pick some other sport like like basketball or football, and please don't, please, please, please don't make me watch football. I, I, you couldn't force me to watch football. I give so little of a fuck about football. <laughs> CFL, NFL, don't or NCAA doesn't matter. I'm not watching it. Oh man, sorry. I'm I not going to watch two and a half believe, hours of commercial. Like all, all you know, everybody can like whatever sport they want. This isn't a like, please like my sport thing, but just. In terms of my personal preference, like, holy shit, how do so many people like football? I do not understand it. It is so boring. Nothing happens. Nothing, ever. 
most of the game is standing around waiting for the next five seconds to happen. I hate it. It's <laughs> for every 30 seconds of gameplay. There's five minutes of commercials. Yeah. I, I just, I don't understand it. Um, but again, all, all the power to you, all 70 million of you football fans go for it. Well, it's I, I, not I will say though, football makes for the best sports movies. <laughs> Maybe that's why people like it because it's, it's a very cinematic sport. Um, yeah, so it, it, it makes for very entertaining movies, whereas uh, I don't think hockey it makes for very entertaining movies. Well, football's got what? Remember the Titans, We Are Marshall, Rudy. Uh, what's that one with um, Wahlberg where he plays for the Eagles? I'm uh, not familiar. I, 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 can see, I can see it. I think I can see the, the cover as well. Is it like Invincible or something? Something like that. And I, and I think it's the Eagles. Some NFL team, because it's based on a true story, they had like public tryouts because they were doing so fucking bad. And this guy just happened to be really quick. So they brought him on as like either a wide receiver or running back or something for like a season. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, you're right. Uh, it does. It is a very cinematic sport and it is fun to watch. Uh, great hockey movie to watch. Um, Miracle. It's all about yeah. the Miracle on Ice. Uh, it's good. I enjoyed it. Gonna, I'm going to upset Corey here because he's got like he loves that movie, but uh, it's okay. Fun fact about that movie: they actually just got NCAA hockey players and then gave them acting lessons for that movie because they wanted the actual hockey to be as authentic as possible. Well, yeah, because hockey in all hockey movies is garbage. Uh, the yeah. mighty, the Mighty Ducks, the Flying V would be offside every single time they tried it. <laughs> uh, and then you look at Slapshot with the Hanson brothers. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, Bruce Boudreaux was in that movie. Was he? Yeah. Who was in the Mighty Ducks 2? It, uh, it was a Bruins oh, legend. Man. Uh, the Mighty Ducks 2. Uh, I, I was going to uh, get my camp to watch that uh, for movie day because uh, we're lazy and we do movie days on Fridays. But uh, yeah, I, I hadn't seen it in a long time, so I, I wanted to watch it to make sure it was like appropriate. I couldn't get through the first ten minutes of it. That movie's fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever seen any of the Mighty Ducks movies all the way through. Oh no! Like the the first one's probably worth your time. Just keep in mind that it's a kids' movie, which is hilarious when uh, the main character in the movie gets a DUI in the first five minutes. And well, it's uh, from the '90s. It's about right. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, a significant plot point in this Disney children's movie is that an adult gets a DUI and is forced to coach kids. Who oh, he hates. Yes, he hates doing it. He tells them to take a dive and uh, cheat. Oh, good lessons. Good lessons yep. for the young kids. All right, I think we went on, on a bit of a tangent there. Yeah. Um, Let's get to the West. So, so in conclusion... Uh, fuck the Islanders and fuck the Bruins. They're both going to win this. And then uh, I'm going to be miserable watching whichever one uh, wins and goes to the final. Yep. Sounds about right. And then uh, I sure hope that I'm super, super happy when they just get absolutely like, like I said, bare ass spanked until they're raw and bleeding by the uh, Golden Knights or the Avalanche. Speaking of the Golden Knights, I'm guessing you're, they're your pick in the Vegas Vancouver series. Oh yeah, that game one, like holy smokes, they uh, they sure made Vancouver look like a bunch of amateurs out there with that five nothing victory. 
which kind of goes a long way to uh, say how the uh, defending champs looked in their first round series against them. Well, the Vegas got something that St. Louis didn't goaltending goaltending. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Like Jordan Bennington, like I, like I told you, the one thing I've been right about this playoffs is Jordan Bennington being not good. Yeah. And Jake Allen being Jake Allen. <laughs> to be fair, Jake Allen in his two games did play very well. Ah, I think lost. he, I think he got both St. Louis wins in, in that series. And then they still went back to Jordan Bennington in the elimination game and got eliminated. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's not the right move to make if you're only looking at the numbers, but if you look at it um, with all of the context surrounding it of Bennington was the guy that they rode to the cup finals. Um, He was the guy that came in and saved their season in theory. Um, Also made them the best team in the West this year. Yeah. He he was their starting goalie coming into the playoffs and you've got to rely on like, as a coach, it's a really hard decision or it's a really risky decision to go into an elimination game with your backup goalie in net, right? That's not something that you should do if your starter is healthy, even if they're not playing well. It's like if you, if you make that decision and you, get, and you lose and you're eliminated, then it, the, the story is the coach made a bad decision. He put the backup goalie in instead of the starter. He should have put the starter in. So it's uh, that, that's the kind of decision that gets you put on the hot seat or gets you to lose your job. So, it, again, I don't think it was the right one. Um, but also, he was choosing between Jordan Bennington and Jake Allen, and it's a hard choice because Bennington isn't great and Jake Allen is bad. So you're not, you, you don't really have a good option there. Yeah, well, how many games do you think Vegas will beat Vancouver in? I keep being really overly confident with some of my picks. So I'm going to say Vancouver gets two wins out of it. It'll be in six. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm preparing myself for a sweep here as well. You're preparing yourself for a Vegas sweep of Vancouver? Yeah. Vegas, just, I... Vegas just doesn't play the same style that St. Louis does. And they've got way more high-end talent deeper in the lineup. And they can I, – I don't know. I, I just think that uh, Vegas is set up pretty well to uh, expose Vancouver for being the, uh, you know, the fringe playoff team that they probably are right now. What is one thing that Don Cherry has always said? Um, Other than keep your head up. Uh, I don't know how – I, I can't say any of them because uh, they'd probably get me fired. Uh, you know what? That's valid. <laughs> uh, one no, thing those that... are all the things that Don Cherry says all the time are the things that most people get fired for. You know, I'm not even going to deny that. <laughs> um, one thing Don Cherry has said is you never embarrass a team in the playoffs. Yeah. So Vancouver is going to come back and win this next game with a fury. And then Vegas is going to be like, all right, I guess we can't like score five goals and try to win the game all the way to the end of it. And uh, then they'll just win the rest of them like four, two or something instead of five, nothing. Like that's how it goes. Vancouver might uh, get like a chip on their shoulder or something, or, or 
they'll they'll take some motivation into the next game but it's it's not going to get them enough to uh, come out of this series with a win see i i expect vegas to win but this is another one where my gut it's is telling me that just don't bet against vancouver don't just write them off cuz one thing i one thing i believe in is vancouver has the best goalie in this series i think no. jacob i think jacob markstrom is a better goalie than flurry or leonard no robin leonard is a, is the best goalie in this series yeah i i don't agree i don't think so i think Mark, markstrom isn't he up for the vesna this year uh maybe uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, you know, as well as Markstrom's played this year, I would still say Robin Leonard is the better goalie. I don't know. I just, I have, I have this gut, gut feeling, just like, just telling me not to bet against Vancouver, telling me that Quinn Hughes is going to get eight points this series. Pedersen's going to get six goals, and Horvat's going to get 11 points in like eight fights or something. I don't know. I, I want to say like, six, but I think I might say Vancouver in seven. Sure. Yeah. Like it's, it's the NHL, right? Like you've probably got as good of odds as a coin does at predicting who's going to win all these series. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think it's Vegas and I don't think it's close. Honestly, at this point, as much as I want uh, Colorado in the finals, like I, I think Vegas has got to be the favorite for the cup. My, my for the cup. Yeah, um, I think it's it's a Vegas Boston final. Spoilers, but uh, just just the way those t- two teams are playing right now, um, I'll still cross my fingers for the uh, Avalanche because you know if the Avalanche don't get to the finals, then my uh, NHL bracket challenge bracket is totally fucked. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um who is your team from the east tampa no carolina oh oh that's unfortunate yeah so i've got pretty good odds it's finishing dead last by a mile in our uh, bracket challenge league yeah uh, i said vegas and philly yeah so I, i'm gonna say vegas in six here you said vancouver in seven i'm gonna say vancouver in seven i expect vegas to win but it, again something's telling me vancouver is going to pull it off Hey, yeah, you gotta gotta pick some upsets, right, to uh, balance things out. What about? Uh, well, whenever I go with the logical choice, I, I'm wrong because it's yeah. 2020 and nothing's right. Well, hey, you, you just keep picking all of the teams that are playing against my favorite team, and I'll guess I'll pick all of the. Or no, I don't know what I'm talking about. You pick whichever teams, and I'll pick the teams that I hate to win. I guess. Um, Colorado. <laughs> I know and, for sure we're going. I know we're going to differ on this. I'm saying Dallas in in five or six. Yeah, if if it weren't for that Grubauer injury, I yeah, would exactly. I'd still be saying the Avalanche. But because of that, I do think it's going to be Dallas. I stand by my statement when we were first talking about this. I think Colorado will win a cup very soon. I don't think it's this year. It's starting to look that way, and unfortunately, it's because of injuries. Um, I. I they happen. They like, happen Fran, every Fran year. Francis seemed to have a, a good season, um, but I don't think you you're gonna. I don't think you can get out of this series with him as the starter. 
I, I well, just I mean, don't, I just don't. Uh, you yeah, know that Fred Seuss is the is the second or third best goalie in these playoffs, right? Just he in is terms the third of... best third best save percentage and second best goals against average. Okay, but in how many games? I uh, couldn't tell you to be honest. Doesn't let me look at that. Friggin' NHL. All right, well here I've I've got it pulled up. Um, that's by wins. Let's see save percentage. That is the lowest one. I was like, Dave Riddich is at the top, and he is not because he's garbage. Um, <laughs> Pavel Francouz has played three games, and he is a 941. I mean, it's not nothing. Sure, but how many of those games were in the seeding round? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. And then the other, the other games were against Minnesota, so like, they may as well have been buys. Yeah. Oh no. No shit. They weren't against Minnesota. Didn't uh Vancouver play Minnesota? Uh yeah. Yeah. Shit. Who did Colorado play? They played Arizona. In the first round. So they may uh, they were that was it. even more buys. Like Colorado <laughs> Colorado won two games in that series seven to one. Yeah, the last two. Right literally the two games after I said Darcy Kemmer is the best goalie in these playoffs, Colorado shelled him for fourteen goals in two games. Boy, there sure are a whole lot of eliminated goalies in this uh, top 10 or 15 of uh, save percentage here. Tristan Jari, Merzlikens, Corpusalo, Anderson, Jake Allen. There you go, five games. Anderson had a 9.36. Damn, he pulled his Yeah, away. there were not very many goals scored in that series. He let in 10 goals in five games. Um, wow, he really did do his part, didn't he? James Reimer. Peter Mrazek. Samin Varlamov. Yeah. Philip Grubauer, 922 save percentage in the playoffs. Seven games, five wins. So, yeah, I. Francouz, or Francouz, however you say his name, he, he's done pretty well so far, but once he has to start every game, I think you're going to see a pretty significant drop off in performance there. Understandable. Because by the looks of it, him and Grubauer um, were splitting the season. He did pretty well at 923, but if he has to be the guy every single night, that's going to be a problem for him, especially because well, he has, like, this was his first season in the NHL, like, full season. He's got 36 not, career games, and he's played 34 of them this year. Grubauer was also injured this year. Okay. Oh. Shit. I I I yeah, just think Dallas. I'm saying Dallas in five or six, man. I'm changing my mind. I'm sticking with the Avalanche here. Sticking stick with the Avalanche. Again? Yeah. Seven. I'll say the Avalanche in uh, in six. Nah. Yeah. Dallas. So Dallas was the 27th ranked offensive team this year. And they still managed to get into a top four position in their conference. And now they're scoring at a four goal game, four goals a game pace in these playoffs. So they were a top four team in their conference with one of the league's worst offense. And now that offense is clicking. That's scary. That's a good point. Um, But 
I'm going to stick with the Avalanche. And Colorado lost their starting goalie. Yeah. But like you said, they, they lost their starting goalie for a stretch this season and they still came out fine. Uh, so, you know, as long as yeah, McKin- Nathan McCrean. <laughs> yeah. As long as McKinnon doesn't go down, uh, I'm still going to take the Avalanche. Also, um, I was just looking at those goalie numbers. Um, Carter Hart is very good. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's been said enough, uh, considering that he is second in these playoffs in save percentage with a 943, and he has done that in eight games. Mm-hmm. He's played, played and started in eight games and has won six of them. What is his goals against average? Give me a hot second. Goals against average is fourth, um, with a one seven one in eight games. Oh my god, that is yeah. a scary young man. And he's currently losing in the first at the end of the first period to the Islanders, one nothing. Seriously? Yeah. Jeez, man. Uh, yeah, my bracket's not looking too. I don't know. Um, how my bracket is going to be looking at the end of this. I mean, Philly could still pull it off. Said the same about Washington, but the Islanders are also out shooting Philly 15 to four after the first period. They must've had a bunch of power plays. They had one. Oh God. Fuck the Islanders. What? Fuck the Islanders, man. <laughs> it's going to be in New York and Vancouver. Uh, oh, Stanley yeah. cup. And then the NHL is going to like implode from the <laughs> revenue loss from that finals. <laughs> from the lack of interest. Yeah. It's so funny because like New York, biggest media market in the world. Also, it's the Islanders, so nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> nobody gives a fuck about the Bronx. All right, so uh, what's your cup final? I've already, uh, I've already <laughs> spoiled mine. What's yours? Um, the one I expect is Philly and Vegas. The one that I have a gut feeling it's going to end up being is the Islanders. And honestly, probably the Islanders and Dallas, the two best defensive teams in these playoffs. I just, that would also, I I just pictured those two logos in like a graphic for the Stanley cup finals. And I I lost all interest in watching it. It's like I, my mind completely glazed over at just the thought yeah. of this. I, I do not care enough about the Dallas Stars to be to even pretend to root against them in order to beat the Islanders. Like that would that would be a huge did not watch for me. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, that would be the same for me. Like if that ends up being the case, an Islanders Dallas final, I'm just turning I'm turning it off. What do you think the most watched, like the the highest view final would be? Vegas, Boston? That's really tough. I don't, like none, none of the Western Conference teams are large markets, right? Vegas kind of has a band, bandwagon market though. They do, and a lot of people would watch. I see a lot watch. more people. A, a, a lot of people would watch Vegas because of like the novelty, because they're still pretty new and they, they're really exciting to watch. Um, in the East, like Philly and Boston are established 
teams from fairly significant, um, like fairly significantly populated cities. It's, yeah, it's just the Western Conference. There isn't like Chicago or LA there. So it's, you know, in, in terms of actual number of people watching, I don't think there's any series that's possible that's really going to move the needle a whole lot in terms of actual interesting hockey on the ice. Like really, if out of the East, anybody except the Islanders come out, you're going to get pretty exciting hockey. And in the West, if anyone but Dallas comes out, you're probably going to get pretty exciting hockey. So really the worst final for the NHL in all respects has got to be Dallas and the Islanders. Yep. Defense may win you cups, but it's not very interesting to watch. Yeah. And really this, this year of all years, the NHL really needs to be cheering for some of those uh, high flying teams to come into the finals against each other and have just like a, whoever scores, you know, 10 goals in the game wins the cup type thing. Yeah. I think the, the quote unquote best case scenario for the league would be Boston Vegas. Cause I think Boston has a large enough fan base that they'll bring a lot of views. And I think, like, I know I would watch Vegas games, a Vegas Boston series. I know I would watch that. I'll, I'd be more inclined to watch that than Colorado Boston, if I'm being honest. I'll uh, be devil's advocate there. I'd say it would be Philly and uh, Vegas, or Philly and Colorado would be the best um, for the NHL because Boston's had a lot more success recently, and their city in general is a lot more used to just getting to the finals and things. Whereas Philly, yeah, with the, the the last time they were in the Cup final was uh, like 2010. Yeah, um, against Chicago. Yeah, and they haven't really been relevant since then. So true. They've kind of been like a fringe playoff team for a little bit. Yeah, they've been in and out, but they've never really done a whole lot of damage in the playoffs. So I, I think if if Philly can get to the finals, that would be really big for the NHL because that's a hockey crazy city, and uh, they would go nuts for their team to be in the finals, especially because I don't think any of their other teams are remotely good right now. I think the 76ers fired their coach today. So if I'm correct, that could have been another basketball team. Yeah. And, no, it was uh, 76ers. Yeah. Um, also, um, a Philly-Boston conference final could be interesting because I think there's enough players on both teams that the rivalry that they had in the early 2010s might get reignited a little bit. Yeah. Yes. remember – uh, I think it was 2012. Um, Boston had a three nothing series lead against Philly. Philly came back and forced Game Seven, and then in Game Seven, Boston had a three nothing lead in that game, and yes. Philly won four three. Yeah. And then the year after, which is the uh, 2013 year, I think, is the year that um, uh, Boston just swept Philly. Hmm. Actually, wait, no, no, no. Boston did that uh, in 2011 when they won the cup. So Philly in 2010 came back from the game seven, uh, came back, forced the game seven, and then won game seven. And then in 2011 on Boston's way to their to the cup, uh, that's when they got the revenge and swept Philly. Because that was Tim Thomas's huge bender where he was like a 950 or whatever ridiculous thing it was. Yeah, because speaking of 2011, because Bergeron and Chara would uh, both be would have both played on that team and Giroux and Marchand. Um, a young yeah, Brad Marchand. Yeah. Marchand won the cup, right? 
Yep. Um, Tyler Sagan was on that team too. Yeah. And then uh, on Philly, it would be like Claude Giroux and uh, Boracek maybe. Yeah, I don't think anyone else has been on that team long enough. I don't even think Voracek was there. Uh, Voracek got traded from Columbus to Philly in 2010. Oh, okay. So maybe he would have been. All right. Um, yeah, it was either 2010 or 2011 because um, Philly traded uh, Jeff Carter to Columbus. I think it was Jeff Carter to Columbus. And then did Carter sign in LA or did LA get him in free in uh, um, in trade? Da- I don't remember, but I think Voracek was on the Flyers. All right. Um, well, I think that's uh, that's pretty close to our time here, Keeks. We're just over an hour and ten minutes. Um, I, I don't know how much stuff we wanted to touch on in our pop culture segment here. We haven't really done that in a while, but there was some kind of big news that came out yesterday. For those of you that are comic book movie fans and superhero fans, like I, I, I'm a huge Batman guy. You know, surprise, controversial opinion, but Batman, cool. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, DC released a whole bunch of uh, news yesterday because Comic-Con was canceled. So I guess they kind of started their own online one that looks like they may do it every year, which is kind of neat, but also it kind of sucks for Comic-Con because they're losing one of the two biggest uh, media producing uh, companies that, you know, basically provide all of the content for Comic-Con. But um, yeah, what did you think of DC Fandom yesterday, Geeks? Um, Robert Pattinson's the Batman looks on like I had some pretty high expectations for it, but it it looks like it it's going to be a very very excellent movie. That movie um, looks like it's. I, I believe the kids still use the phrase "bitchin," right? That movie looks bitchin, like holy shit. Uh, that, I like, believe they they have replaced bitchin with lit. Uh yeah, that's right. It's going to be super lit, but. Not in so like a lit. not in like a brightly lit room. It's going to be like a like a wicked kick ass movie lit. Think <laughs> <laughs> you're showing your age a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. well, it, um, if you, if you saw the trailer, you know that none of that movie is going to be in a brightly lit room. It's going to have a very dark tone. Yeah, and but it's but it's going to be Robert Pattinson dressed as Batman, crippling guys for an, two and a half hours. And um, Paul Dano's uh, Riddler looks like he's going to be like right out of a horror movie, basically. I'm really excited about that. That is, yeah, that is a very cool take on him. Just from what we saw, I'm excited about that. Yes, I'm. I'm very excited about that. Um, And are you as excited about the Snyder cut of the Justice League? I don't give. I fuck about Justice League anymore. <laughs> I, I, the, the, the Snyder Cut will be cool. It'll be cool to see how different it will not be in that regard. But I'm... It was such a just jumbled mess of a movie that I, I don't really give a fuck. I'll yeah. watch it. I'll for sure watch it, but I don't really care. Like, I'll, I'll say, because of that huge movement, the release, the Snyder Cut stuff that's been going on basically since the movie was released, um, I honestly, I don't think any of those people are real humans that were <laughs> pushing that. Because, 
like watching all of the the reading all of the comments that came out during DC Fandom, I'm like, these have to be paid bots that DC has just to hype up their stuff because nobody, nobody in their right minds could possibly be this devoted to any kind of like media production or, or you know, entertainment product, right? I, I say that as like somebody that started up a hockey podcast during a pandemic when there were no games on. So I fully get the irony there, but like, it <laughs> so it, it, it's just some of the comments I, I was reading it, it was like these people were um like fully in romantic love with dc as a company and it blows my mind that anybody could give a shit about a like a, a company that doesn't it does not care about you sorry sorry to break that news but they don't care about you they care about what's in your pocket Oh, we lost Keegan. Hey, everybody, it's Jordan. Um, sorry for the technical issues here. Uh, Keegan's internet kept dropping out, so we we just had to end the podcast a little bit early. Um, I'll just leave you with our standard outro here. Um, make sure you're following the pod on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Little Hockey Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at the letter J. S M A L L one seven seven one. That's at J Small one seven seven one. And you can follow Keegan at L I L underscore Little twenty eight. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. If you're able to, uh, please rate and review the show. We'll read any five star reviews on the air uh, from Apple Podcasts. And please be sure to follow, unfollow, and refollow the show. That'll help. Uh, That'll help us climb up the algorithm in a lot of these uh, uh, podcast sites and apps so it'll be easier for other people to find us. Uh, until next time, we'll uh, catch you later. Thanks. What a finish!